חידושים דף נ"ז עמוד א', סרקולוגי אין הלכה, הלכה כאביה ביעל כגם. We've learned in our discussion about Abaya Verova, we mentioned yesterday as well, the completely different worldviews that they have, which leads them to 428 different differences of opinion throughout Shas. Of those 428, we paskin like Rova in all of them except six. The six in which we paskin like Abaya are referred to both in Algamora and in many other places in Shas as Ya'el Kagam, which Rashi says is Simanei Halachot Hen Shenechleku Behem Abaya Verova, Ya'el Kagam is an acronym which represents the six cases in Shas where we pass in like Abaya and not like Rove. And you can have some fun. You all know other people who are learning Torah. You all know Rabbonim. You all know Tamidei Chachomim. Ask them, why do we pass in like Abaya in the six cases of Ya'el Kagam? I doubt you're going to get a whole lot of answers. This is something that has troubled me all my life. I've asked people, I've looked, I've researched, I've tried to find. Nobody talks about the Ayat Kagam. Why do we paskin like Abayah? Why we paskin like Rove? We've got the piece of Rav Kuk in Ein Ra'ah, which I referred to in Gitin Daf Chof Beis, and I'll we'll learn in more detail this morning. Why the six exceptions? For that, I haven't found anybody who explains. And I've mentioned it before, the Reish Chochma says, when you learn Torah in those hours where night becomes day, During that time, the Shekhinah is present with you. The Shekhinah, the Rosh Hashanah says, the Shekhinah is sitting opposite you at the table and helps you clarify from night to day. That which is obscure becomes clarified. It's a very, very special time, especially in my case where I use that time to prepare for you, both the people who are sitting here and the people who are not sitting here. So there's extra siyat edishmaya. And this morning, the Rebbe Hashem gave me the tzchus of understanding something that I never ever understood before, nor have I found anybody else who understands it. And you, because you've taken the effort to be here this morning, are going to learn the answer to that. So you can have some fun with others. Ask Tabi the Chachamim. Why do we pass on Kabbai and Yael Kagam? And see how, see how many answers you get. I would be interested in hearing. So the Yael Kagam, we'll go through them. These are the, the three cases, one of which is our Gemara of Kiddushin She'enam Surim Lebiyah, which we discussed yesterday, an act of Kiddushin which doesn't lead naturally to intimacy. It, it can't lead to intimacy. Is that Kiddushin? Isn't that Kiddushin? Abaya says it is. Rova says it isn't. They both agree with the principle that Kiddushin She'enam Surim Lebiyah, love Bia, that if Kiddushin can't lead to Bia, that is not a valid Kiddushin. But the interpretation of that statement, they differ each one according to their worldview, Abaya and Rova. Let's look at the Ayanarao in, gr- in greater detail than we did last time. And firstly, the, all the Ayanarao goes into is why we generally paskin like Rova. He doesn't go into why we sometimes don't paskin like Rova. He only goes into why we generally do paskin like Rova. There are some Tamidi Chachomim whose understanding of Hashem is through clear, defined principles. Like the understanding of Halokha in all its detail, that's how they come to an understanding of Hashem. They get close to Hashem through an analysis of detailed Halakha. They become very close to Hashem through immersing themselves and completely immersing themselves and submersing themselves into the details of halacha. It must be measurable, it must be visible. That's how we work with halacha. Not with all the mystical things and that. That's not where they go. 
ויודעים את שמו יברך, וישנה כאלו שמטבע נפשם אינם יכולים להסתפק בדרישת הדברים המוגבלים. And then there are some people who just aren't satisfied with them. והם מתרוממים לשוטט ברעיונות בהכרת רוממות כאל יתברך. And they float around the heavens, exploring ideas of godliness. בהשערה פנימית, using an inner awareness, בהיגיון נעלה, with a very high intelligence that sits inside them. ובזה אינם מצומצמים אל פרטי נתיבות דברים קצובים ומוגבלים. So they're not limited by the very defined areas of הלכה. ויוצא ממה שיש לדבר בפה ולשון, הם מרגישים בהיגיון לבבן. Because more than can be articulated in one's mouth or with a pen, they experience more of that in their hearts and in their higher levels. They don't stay floating around there. That's a terrible thing. Those people who stay floating around in mysticism and, and all these things and they're into the Zohar and all that and they never come down into Shulchan Aruch, that's a problem. But those individuals who need the upper reaches of, of understanding and they go there and they explore the ways of Hashem and then they come back down and they, and they infuse that into Shas and, and Poskim, Shulchan Aruch, and that's the way they learn, that's another kind of, of, of Talmud Chochem. Both of them work with the areas of Shulchan Aruch, both of them work with Halakha. One restricts himself to the area of Halakha, and one opens himself to these higher planes of thinking, thinks internally and intuitively, uses right brain, not only left brain, and then comes back into the, into left, the left brain area. And that's like the Rambam says in Moria Nevuchim on the posik of Olim V'yordim, the angels that went up and down the ladder. Ki bihiyoto ole ala musagim arachavim bihiyayon lev hakarat romumut Hashem yitbarach lamitato. For after having gone up into these higher reaches of godliness and of the divine principles and ideas, and now your mind is up there. If you're one of those people that operates in that Kabbalistic area, then you bring that back down. You don't stay up on the top of the ladder. You come back down and you learn Halacha, you learn Gemara, Rashi, Tosvis. That's, that's where you operate. You bring the higher ideas into it, but that's where you operate. That's, you both agree that that's where you've got to operate. When it comes to action, when it comes to halacha, which is the chokhmah hamaasit, practical wisdom, the one who restricts himself to the visible and the measurable is closer to halachic decisiveness than the one who floats around. They said about Rabbi Meir, his peers couldn't understand him. It was too esoteric. And so the halacha is not like him. You can't paskin like somebody you don't understand. Somebody comes and talks about all these bigger things and these higher things. You can't paskin halacha like him. That's where he is. You've got to understand him. You've got to be able to reason with him. You've got to be able to debate with him. And that's why the halach is like Rova. We talked about the difference between Rova and Abaya, and that when Rav Yosef asked them as little children where Hashem is, the one pointed to the ceiling inside the base of Medrash, one went outside and looked at the sky and said, There's Hashem. Just different approaches. They are both holy ways, both of them correct, both of them true. 
מעשית לקבוע על יד ההלכה. But the one who restricts himself to the pure halachic detail and doesn't float around the world is closer to halachic decisiveness and therefore the halach is like rover. That's good, fine, I understand, get that, that's beautiful. But why do we pass like Abaya in six cases? And if you look at the six cases, there's no common denominator. There's nothing common about the six. As I said to you, the Rebbe today led me to a tzlach in Masech the Sanhedrin. The tzlach doesn't answer the question, but in something else he's troubled about, he gives us a key. And with the key, we can, we can get it. That's how David, you asked earlier, did I, did I find something on it? And I said, no, I, I understood something. There are two ways to get clarity. You can find something that somebody else has said, and you can understand something you've never understood before. Those are two different ways to get clarity. The Tzlach gives us a key. The Tzlach asks the question, why this order of Ya'el Kagam? Rashi gives us, is Ye'ushilomidat. The din of if somebody lost some property and he doesn't yet know he's lost it, but when he does find out, he gives up hope of ever finding it again. What happens if somebody picked it up a day before he realized he lost it? Has, has he given up hope or hasn't he given up? He doesn't even know he's lost it. That's the, that's the first case of Ya'el, Yishmi Shalomidat. And that's in, in Bova Metziah, and then he, he jumps to, to Eid Zomeim, which is Sanhedrin, and then he goes back to Chai HaOmeid Me'elav. You put an, an animal just stands in the midst of a, where there needs to be an Eruv, and the animal's breaching the gap. And nobody put him there, he's just standing there. While he's standing there, is that a good close of the gap? Then we're going back to Eruvin. Then we come to Kiddushin. And then, we, then we've got Gideon. And then we've got Sanhedrin. Says the Tzlach, who's the Noida Behuda, the, the Rov in Prague, the Dayan in Prague in the 18th century, the, one of the greatest halachic minds of our times. And he wrote, in addition to the Noida Behuda, which are the Shadis of Shivas, which we use in halacha, he wrote the Tzlach on, on Shas as well. And so he's troubled by this. Why this order? And he says an amazing things. And he says, you know, Rov is not disproved in all of these cases. There are only two places out of the six where Rova is disproved. One of them is our Gomorrah. In our Gomorrah, just the line before ours, they ask a question that puts Rova aside. He says, but the other four, Rova isn't pushed aside. So why don't we paskin like Rova? Because we disproved Rova in the first case of Yud, Ya'el, which is Ye'ush, giving up hope, since in that piece of Gemara, in Bova Metziah, Dav Chafalef, we disprove Rova, that breaks Rova's force in all of the others, one after the other. It's like a domino effect. The questions on Rova started growing organically out of the first one of Ye'eshalomidat. So Ya'el Kagam is the order of logical breakdown of Rova in these six cases. And I say it gave me the key because that meant I had to learn the first one very carefully. If we go to Ye'eshalomidat in Masechtis Bavamitziah, we might understand why we paskin like Abai in that case, and then we'll understand in the others. So if you look on the next page, I've got them tabulated. The various cases. Yeshulomidat, Abaya holds it's not Yeush. Abaya says, if I lose something on Sunday, but I don't know. On Wednesday, I discover I've lost it and I, there's no hope of finding it back. There's no simon. It's not, it's not something I can even identify. It's gone. It's finished. So I give up hope. From that time onwards, if anybody finds it, there's no question. It's theirs. But what happens if somebody picked it up on Monday or on Tuesday? 
is it theirs or the fact that I have not yet given up hope because I didn't know I've lost it, does that mean that it isn't theirs? Abayah says, Eino Yeyush. No, Yeyush only starts when you actually give up hope. You can't apply it retrospectively and say, since when you give up hope, the reason you're giving up hope, it wasn't, it didn't, that doesn't have a siman, it doesn't have an identifying mark on it. It's never had an identifying mark on it. So now, where, when does the giving up apply from? From the moment you lost it. But I wasn't conscious at the moment I lost it. So you go through these various different cases. What I found is, Robert generally holds, we don't look at the psychology. We don't look at the people's intention and the spirituality. And, and it, It's just the facts in front of us. What's in front of us? But the beauty is Abaya. Abaya doesn't just say, no, we do look at the psychology. Abaya says, it depends. And in these six cases, what Abaya is saying is, I believe even Rover should agree with me here. Even through Rover's worldview, these six cases are different. And in these cases, he should agree with me. Because Abaya says, there are times when the intention and the psychology of the individual is core to the facts. You can't look at the physical facts without the intention. And there are times when they're not. And the beauty of Abaya being able to say it's not all or nothing. It's not black or white. Do you look at the psychology or don't you? Do you look at intention or don't you? It depends. How important is intention to the facts on the ground? Me, says Abaya, I look at intention a lot of times. But Robert doesn't. But in these six cases, sometimes you should be looking in, at intention and he doesn't. And sometimes you shouldn't be looking at intention and he does. Because he's stuck in his, in his framework. He's stuck in an inflexible mindset. And you've got to be flexible, says Abaya. And we paskin like Abaya in these six cases, that even you, Rova, should be flexible in these cases. And so, for example, in Yeshulomidat, do you need, is this about Kavana or not? So the question is, I pick up the article on Sunday. The question is, have you given up hope? Is that a psychological question or a factual question? You can't separate them. The fact is the psychology of it. Did you give up hope? At that time, you didn't give up hope. You, Rover, who likes to look at things as they are at that moment, you should agree that that's not Yeyush, which is what Abaya holds. Eidzomeim, the Gemara discusses, a man becomes an Eidzomeim, he's proved a false witness. But he gives evidence on Sunday, and he's proved a false witness on Thursday. Was he a false witness from Sunday? So any other evidence he gave in between is also possible, or does he only become a false witness from Thursday onwards? Abaya says, in this case, we go back to the beginning. Yeah, we do go back to the beginning. Why? Because whether the person is a false witness or not depends on whether he's a rasha or not. Al-Tashet rasha you're not allowed to make a rasha a witness. When did he become a rasha? Not when he was proved a false witness. He became a rasha when he gave false evidence. So there we look at when his intention, his intention was to give false evidence right at the beginning. You don't look at the technicality of when you became an Eidzomeim. Here you've got to go for, you've got to go for intention. The animal that you use for an, an Eruv, says Abaya, this is, a, this is a technical question. Is the animal filling the space? Who cares about the intention? The animal's intention? The owner's intention? Why he was put there? irrelevant. Does he close the gap or doesn't he? Why are we looking at intention? Rava says, if he wasn't put there for the purpose of an Arab. Says Abaya, Rava, even according to you, who cares? Why are you getting involved in intention? In all cases, in ca- case of an Arab, it's Dino Kalechi, it's a good Arab. Kiddushin, 
The, the idea of Kiddushin Shelo Nimsuru Lebiya, the word Nimsuru is important. And we see the word Mosur, there's a Gemara in, in Yuma that we had on Daf Pehe, where we learn that Pikuach Nefesh is permit, permits Chilul Shabbos, that if somebody's life is to be saved, you can break the Shabbos. And Rabbi Yonason there says, Ki Kodesh Yilachem, Hi Mesura Beyedchem Velo Atem Mesurim Beyada. You are not trapped into Shabbos. Shabbos is a tool for you. And where you've got to save somebody's life, you have the authority to break Shabbos for that. It's, it's under your control. So you see the word Masur means, is this an instrument or is this an end in itself? Rabbi Yonason is saying Shabbos is not an end in itself, it's an instrument that you've got to use. And so when we say Kiddushin Masura Lebiya or not, is this Kiddushin was the intention of the Kiddushin to have intimacy. That's what you've got to look at. That's what Masur means. Was this, is the Kiddushin a vehicle for intimacy? If a man marries a mother and his daughter simultaneously, is his intention to have intimacy? Can't possibly be. Can't have intimacy with either of them. So clearly his intention was just to make them forbidden to everybody else. It wasn't including him. It was just to ruin their lives. His intention was not to marry them. That's clear. But a person says, I want to marry one of these identical twins. I actually don't care which one it is. <laughs> They're identical twins. I'll marry one of them, whichever. Is his intention to have intimacy? Yes, it is. Says Abaye, in this case, you do look at intention. And you say, since his intention, the Kiddushin was Nimsuru Lebiya. The purpose of the Kiddushin was Bia. And therefore, it's a valid Kiddushin. They need a get. They can't live together because of the technical problems, but they, they need a get. Because in this case, you do need to look at intention. A person writes a get with good intention, a fully kosher get. And then he says, I've changed my mind. But he doesn't, he doesn't cancel the get. And the get's being sent by a shaliach. It's been sent by, by UPS. And it hasn't got to the des destination yet. And he says, I've changed my mind. Says Abaya, it's still a get. Because once the get has been made with kavanah, when do you need intention? When you write the get. Once the get is written with intention, the get is kosher. How do you undo a kosher get? You've got to be mevatel pair. You've got to say it out loud. You can't just have an intention. Says Abaya, therefore, it's a, it's, it remains a kosher get. His intention doesn't matter. And Robin, you should agree with that. That at that point, you're dealing with a real get. How can the get be undone? Because he says, I've changed my mind. You, Robin, should agree with this. And the question is, there a person eats treif just dafka? Is he allowed to be a witness? And Abayah says, no, he's not allowed to be a witness. Because if he eats treif dafka, he'll tell lies in court dafka as well. You can't trust him at all because he doesn't have Yerushalayim. He's not afraid of the Rebbeinu Shalom. And therefore, his intention is important. What kind of person? We're looking about an aid, about an aid, a kosher aidus. Is this person allowed to give witness? It depends what kind of person is he. What is that going to depend on? He eats treif, okay. Does he eat treif just because he enjoys it and he can't hold himself back? Okay, then he's like all of us. We all do wrong things because we've got a yetzahora. But if he does it, lahachis, that's a certain type of person. That's a person you can't trust. That's a different, a different getter altogether. There you need, you need it. So in all these cases, the reason we can't find a common denominator is because sometimes Abayah says you follow the kavanah and sometimes he says you don't follow the kavanah. The common denominator is they all have to do with kavanah. They all have to do with intention. But there's not consistency. The way I'm explaining it is, and that's the beauty of it, that there's not consistency. That's why we paskin like Abaya here. Because in matters of the mind, you can't just lay it out. We're dealing with halakha. You can't just deal with it technically. You're dealing with the human dimension within halakha. So you've got to now analyze to what, it, even if, if you are rover, that's the beauty. Abaya is saying, I'm not even just saying this for me. Rover, you should agree with me. Even you who just look at the facts on the ground. In these cases, some of them, 
intention is part of the fact on the ground, and therefore intention should apply. Where intention is not part of the facts on the ground, we shouldn't worry about intention. And each one of them has its actual reason. And although we paskin like Abaya and not like Rova in this particular sugya, the sugya goes to a lot of lengths to understand Rova and to explain Rova. And the Ritvo mentions in the name of, of his Rebbe, the, Ram, the Ramban, his Rebbe's Rebbe, that often the Gemara will reason even Shalol HaLacha. There's a big difference in reasoning in halachic decisions. The halacha is like Rova in, in 422 of the cases. That doesn't mean that Abaya's reasoning is not used in halachic reasoning. The re- any reasoning that is in the Gemara is valid reasoning in the halachic process. In terms of psak, how we do we actually paskin? That's a, that's a different thing. And to be able to use the reasoning, even when the reasoning leads to a conclusion that is not al pi halacha, that doesn't disqualify the reasoning if it's in the Gemara, if it's part of Gemara, then it's part of the, of the body of reasoning that forms Torah reasoning, that to- forms Torah thinking. So that's the reason that even though we paskin like Rova, in all cases in, in, of their machlikes, in Ya'el Kagam, these six cases, we paskin like Abaya because Abaya, the way Abaya explains it, Rova should agree. He doesn't. But we follow Abaya because in these places, we don't just blindly say Allah is always like Rova. There's a reason why Allah is like Rova. And that reason doesn't apply in these six cases. Mm-hmm.